Trading that episode 162. The person who uh, reached out to you and told you about me would have mentioned, I typically find my setup within seconds of me looking at the chart, the chart right? Um, and it is because it's a confirmation-based system. Once I open that chart and I do realize that I'm, I realize that I'm not seeing what I exactly what I want to see, I move to the next chart. Three, four seconds, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Up podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Brandon Abbas on the show, a trader from Trinidad and Tobago, so first from that country. Welcome to the show, Brandon. We're going to get him on in a second. Now, guys, this what I'm about to tell you is going to sound ridiculous, but this is how Brandon trades. So he has a 10-pip maximum stop loss only. He trades using moving averages, and his best trade's gone 123R, uh, and he only trades the Asian session. So none of this stuff makes sense, but you're going to find out how Brandon does it. See some stuff, well, hear some stuff in the interview, and then if you want, you can jump over to the YouTube channel and check out the video we shot afterwards where Brandon breaks down what he does on a daily basis. So you're going to see that in a YouTube video on the channel. Whilst you're over there, also check out the latest Steve Ruffley video as well. So that's on correlation. So this is part of the Q&A series I'm doing with him. Speaking of Q&As, if you've got any questions for my mindset mentor, Andy Murphy, then send them through as well. So he's launched The Genius Trader with me just a couple of weeks ago. We've got some amazing guys going through that at the moment. So Guys that have jumped on board, like here's what one of the students have said already, um, seeing some massive changes in their trading. So this, I'm going to read out a quote from, from what they put in the chat room. So here's what they said. There's a noticeable, noticeable change in my trading this week, implementing the simulator and morning install. I did really well in the beginning of the week with relatively large R trades and strike rates. This morning I lost three trades in a row and was able to be in the moment on each one unaffected and sticking to the plan. Uh, after three losses, I was done and able to review and journal it right away and thankful for the opportunity. I felt empowered afterwards, didn't beat myself up at all at the, uh, this time, looking forward to next week and further mental progress. I swear this is working. So guys, if you are looking to get your mindset on point for your trading, then please check out The Genius Trader. Now there is a free webinar that you can go and watch to find out more. Either watch the Andy Murphy interview that I did, links are all over there on tradingnut.com, or check out the free webinar called Discover the Number One Brain Mistake Stopping You from Being a Millionaire Trader. Remember, Q&A's for Andy as well, so if you've got any questions you want him to answer in a future little video that will pop up there on the channel, then send them through. Finally, before we get into the interview, my Robot Builders Club is still open, so if you're looking to automate anything that you're doing on a price chart for MT4 or MT5, then head over to tradingnut.com. You'll find links there for robots. And this week, in fact, this week I'm starting a, a little challenge for myself from one of the robots I built as part of the Robot Lab, uh, which has done well. It actually doubled, well, would have doubled a $100 account in the month and a bit that it was running. So I'm going to run it on a live $100 account. 
and uh, see how it goes. All right, so it's it's an experiment. We're going to see if we can double this $100 using one of the robots from the Robot Lab. And if you join this month of February, then what I'll do is I'll chuck in that robot so you can get access to that when you join this month. All right, folks, enough from me. Let's head into this interview, and it is an amazing interview with Brandon. So here we go. Hey folks, my sponsors City Traders Imperium have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program you got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With CTI, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50 to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Brandon Abbas here from Akata Trading on the show. Welcome to the show, Brandon. Thanks, bro. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Now, look, the reason I got you on was one of your uh, one of your students had reached out to me, and unbeknownst to you, because we're trying to find out who it was, um, this is what he said, and this is why we got you on. He said, uh, look, here's my mentor, very simple way of trading, tempered max stop loss, his risk to, uh, his risk to, reward uh, a wild sorry i can't couldn't see the full thing here um if if i'm not mistaken his biggest one was one to 160 and i think you've clarified saying it was one to 123 uh, six 126 uh, he has two webinars a day mostly about psychology and after it and uh, and after analyzes the charts literally takes him a couple of seconds to see his setup uh if is there or pass on to another chart so fantastic little snippet there to give you guys an insight about what we're about to get into before we get into the the trading stuff i mean tell us your journey how did you get here oh all right so it has been a very long wild ride um i've been trading for about six years since what 2015 to this year november this year i'll make it seven years um well i am from trinidad and tobago a very very small island so you know Typically, you don't really find a lot of traders from this, you know, this country, this island. And, you know, I always found it kind of interesting. But I'll be honest with you, um, how I got into it was mostly from Instagram and mostly from looking at other traders on Instagram, be flashy and, you know, flex and all of these different kind of things. And I'll be honest with you, like, that kind of roped me in, right? I actually used to sell insurance before that. And so I was always in with the numbers and all of that. But the flashy kind of persona perspective that these other traders would have given me were um, Lamborghinis and penthouses, Rolex watches, diamonds, these kind of things. Um, yeah, I could tell you that that's what kind of drew me in, right? Um and that's something you'll never see me doing. If you go through any of my social media, you'll never see me flexing. Everything that I post is always either trading, education, or something funny ever so often, right? Um, I drive my dream car, and I don't use it to flex at all, right? Um, I think I learned at a very, very early stage that even though I came into this thing thinking that it was easy, I realized very early that it's not. I still, to this day, think that it's not easy, right? Uh, my approach is simple, but not easy. And as you know, there's a difference between simple and easy, right? Um, yeah, that's basically how I kind of really got started into being a trader. And so so what was your first endeavor? I mean, you're obviously following these Instagram traders. Did you take any of their courses or did you do anything like that? 
Well, to be honest, I didn't take any courses because at the time, I even though I was an insurance agent, I was on the kind of under the downturn trying to leave insurance, right? And I was looking at all of, like when I tell you, bro, I looked at, I would say everything. I would, I would say I tried everything. Obviously, it's impossible for me to try everything. But I would say that most of what I have tried is garbage, right? <laughs> most of it. Most of it. In terms of, um, in I, terms of like uh, approaches to the market or? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of approach to the market, approach to the mindset, approach to the lifestyle that surrounds the industry and all of that, I could tell you that yeah, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of garbage, right? Um, I actually came across a company on YouTube, right, um, by the name of Forexia, right, and yeah, so that you could check those them out as well. Um, How do you spell it? And they Forexia, F O R E X I E. Oh, okay. Right. And their information is good. I'll be honest with you, their information is very, very good. But I could tell you that there was still something missing. I don't know what it was, but there was something missing, right? Now, something about me, I'm a very obsessive person. I have an obsessive personality, right? So I tend to obsess over things. And at this point, I was learning from Forexia. They traded the market maker style, right? And I was trying to really understanding market maker style but still simultaneously try to make money so at this point in my journey i was still basically trying signals um i gave one or two people money to trade uh do an account management setup for me you know the classic shenanigans right and i i could tell you that none of it none of it brew right none of it gave me what it is i was looking for um like i said so forex was good but there had to be something else so this was in about the first year or so I was learning from them. And basically, I will tell you that within the next year, the second year, is when I decided to take the jump and try to develop my own system using what I had learned from Forex as a beast. Right? Now, what I'm going to tell you now might be surprising to you, but I actually trade the Asian session. Right? It, it, I, only the most, Asian session? Primarily the Asian okay. session. Okay. Right. Most people, I don't know of a lot of people that trade the Asian session unless they come to me. Right. But I fell in love with the Asian session for a multitude of reasons. But I built my system around the Asian session. And I'll explain why in detail as we go along. Right. Um, I created my system and the system's name is ECR. E as in egg, C as in cat, R as in rat. Right. ECR. And it is a moving average-based system, right? But it's not what you think, right? I know a lot of people, from the time they hear moving average, they say, oh, God, another crossover system. Yeah. No. My system basically utilizes structure by virtue of either a continuation or a reversal. And I'll go into detail on that as well. Um, but in the next, in the coming years, I had practiced trading with, I would say, virtually any moving average you could think of, any period moving average, you could probably give it to me. I'll be able to find a trade for you. Any number, right? And I have demonstrated this hundreds of times, right? Um, <clears throat> I would tell you that, like I said, it is a confirmation-based system, right? I saw one of your podcasts where one of the guys was saying that a mystical lot of traders make is that they look for reasons to get into the trade, 
when in reality they should be looking for reasons to not get into the trade. Mm. And I 150,000% believe with that. Yeah. Right? I believe that because it's the truth. My system is a confirmation-based system, meaning if one of the rules, one of the confirmations that I am typically looking for, I don't see it, what I'm going to do is leave the trade alone. And anybody who learns from me or anybody who, who knows who I am, I have a lot of abbrevi- abbreviations. So I would say something called LIA, which is to leave it alone, right? Is an is a abbreviation that I would tell the group chat or whatever, hey, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Don't do anything. Leave it alone. It's not doing what we wanted to do, so leave it alone. All right? Uh, basically, after the system was created and all of that, I started posting screenshots in you know, different groups and whatever, and people started reaching out. It's like, bro, what are you doing? Why, why are you every single day or almost every single day could find a trade? What, what is it? What is this magic, right? And I, I told them, I was like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> right? I was literally still developing the system at this point, right? And people started to ask, you know, bro, can you teach me? Can you teach me? I was like, I was really reluctant at first, all right? But I thought, like, the more I thought about it and the more people that came, I was like, you know what? I remembered somebody once told me that you can really only, or you really only understand something when you can explain it to somebody else. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And... I slowly started to teach other persons what it is I was doing, bit by bit, honing my craft, honing my ability to not only be on camera, be on record, be and talk about what it is I'm doing, but while I am simultaneously uh, teaching these persons, I'm also simultaneously getting better myself, right? Um, I would say that I exclusively use my own system. I don't use anything else. I, Like I said, I only trade Asian. The time frame that I would trade is typically the 15 minute time frame um i can trade more or less any time frame but i like the 15 minute for the reason that i i like to call the 15 minute the goldilocks of time zones time frames uh it doesn't show too much it doesn't show too little right. it's just right yeah all right lovely <laughs> uh, yeah right um a lot of people get a kicker out of this um my average trade duration varies so it could be Two minutes, it could be two weeks, right? I am what you call a hybrid trader, where, or I like to call myself a hybrid trader, where I adapt to the market, react, not predict, right? Um, my win ratio on a bad month would be around 55%, right? And on a good month, it would be closer to 75%, right? Um, and my risk-to-reward ratio, my typical risk-to-reward ratio, um, on the low end would be like one to five. On the high end, like I said, it could be all the way up to like one to one twenty-six, right? Um, and you'll understand why when I tell you that I only use a ten pip stop loss. Doesn't matter the pair, doesn't matter the currency, doesn't matter the time frame. Ten pip stop loss. I have a saying as well: ten pips or die. I prefer to die than use something else other than ten pips, mm. right? And the reason for that is me personally. I like to make sure my risk is as minimized and as controlled as possible and my reward is as wide as possible right um i i would do i would do this on goal go ahead is it so 10 pips is that your maximum or just if you're you're that's it that's it you're pips. always it, 10 no less than 10 always 10 no always less than 10. 10 no less than 10 okay but it's only 10 no. okay right got you right 
um, regardless of the currency pairs, I would do this on gold, I would do this on US 30, I would do this on anything, 10 pips or the equivalent to 10 pips, all right? Um, because of this, I am actually very open to talking about my losses, right? And I know you said that in the interview and all of that, you would like me to share my screen and go over like a trade or two or whatever. I would show you a loss that I would have taken this week. I'm not afraid to show you that. I'll, I'll openly show you that, right? Um, because of the fact that when I win, what I win, it basically, it basically engulfs the losses like 10, 5, hmm. 50 times over. All right. Um, I trade everything. All right. I don't have a watch list. Once it goes up and down, I'll trade it. All right. Um, so where, where do you where do you ma- draw the line on that? I mean, it's, there's so I mean, you know, there's thousands of markets. Right. So mostly mostly currencies, indices, um, commodities, anything. So, but the only thing I wouldn't trade is stocks. Right. Right. Crypto. But mostly for. Crypto. You, you I have crypto like well? I have a video. Yeah, I have a video on my YouTube where I accurately predicted the Bitcoin move from sixteen thousand all the way up to sixty thousand, right? And I caught it. Ah, right. So, go ahead. Uh, do you? And so, I suppose there must be a number, a set number of charts that you go through. I mean, how many markets will you go through on a on a day? <laughs> right. So when I am showing, when I share my screen, I'll show you what my typical watch list is. Ah, yeah. But Basically, if like somebody says, hey, you should look at this, I'll put it on. I'm not going to limit myself and say, yeah, well, I don't trade that. I'll put it on if it looks like it's worth my while to look at. Yeah. Um, and the maximum amount of trades or positions I'd have open at any time is three. Right. But they should typically amount to 1% risk. Right. And so, so does that mean you're risking like 0.33% per trade, basically? Yeah. Okay, cool. Basically. Yeah. Right. And if it is, I'm doing like one position. I'll just risk the whole thing on one percent. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it looks sounds like the dream strategy, right? In terms of this small stop, stop loss, massive rewards, high win rate to a to a moderate right. win rate. Um, it's fantastic stuff. I mean, how how did you come up to this? Come up with the system? I mean, how did you back test it to to work out <laughs> this was going to be the thing that you were going to go ahead with? Okay. So. Let me tell you, so a lot of people don't like admitting this, but I, in the process of me losing a lot, I blew, and I know this number because I see it all the time, I blew 17 accounts, One seven. back to back to back, back to back to back to back to back to back, over and over and over, but constantly trying different things, right? Constantly changing, making sure that, okay, well, maybe this is the moving average, or maybe maybe I need to do this instead, or maybe, and when I realize, and all the time I'm journaling these trades, because like I said, I have an obsessive personality, so when I'm looking at what is working, and I'm realizing, okay, well, hmm, I think I'm getting better results here, so maybe I should try more of this, and I would have done that over the course of about two years, as I said. Right. And so, so that that was more forward testing as opposed to back testing. So, I mean, you were, were you going back? Basically, and saying, yes. Ah, okay, I was. Right. I didn't at this point start to back test the yeah. setup as of yet. I actually was back testing while I was already moving forward. So once I had already understand the system that I had already put into place, then I started to go back and look for. Oh, well, now I'm seeing more instances of this. And as I grew and got better and better, then I started to see right. This makes a lot of sense. Maybe I should keep doing this. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, so what does your typical day look like then? I mean, from a trading point of view. Okay, so I would typically trade the Asian session. So right now it's Asian session, obviously. Um, it is 7.30 p.m. by me, right? I think it's, what, 11.30 by you? Yep. Right? All right, so it's Asian session now. So this time of the day is when I'll be most active trading, right? And when I say most active, it's actually not very active at all because, like, the person who uh, reached out to you and told you about me would have mentioned I typically find my setup within seconds of me looking at the chart, the chart right? Um, and it is because it's a confirmation-based system. Once I open that chart and I don't realize that I'm, I, I realize that I'm not seeing what I exactly what I want to see, I move to the next chart. Three, four seconds, I done. I'm I'm done. I'm out. All right. Um, throughout the course of the day, so like when I wake up on a morning or whatever, um, I would typically have my trades being held overnight. All right. So in my sleep, I would just set the trade and go to bed. All right. Again, I literally did a video on that last night. Right or yesterday, sorry, talking about how the, the benefits of setting the trade and going to bed it kind of detaches you emotionally. Right, I can't revenge trade in my sleep, I can't FOMO in my sleep, I can't do anything. I set the trade if I know my risk is managed, my stop loss is placed. Um, I understand the direction, I understand the entry. I mean, what more is there for me to do by looking at the trade? It doesn't really serve any purpose, does it? So, I literally just set the trade and I, I go on. I sleep in, right? Typically, I would either wake up with a small loss or floating profit, right? Because I don't use take profit levels, right? Um, and at that point, when I wake up, if the trade is in profit, then I would proceed to use a system that I have also created called allowing the trade to breed, which is where I use a manual trailing stop loss, but it's a very specific way I do it, right? It's a very specific way, a very specific principle um, I apply to allow me to stay in the trade as long as humanly possible. Sometimes I'm taken out at 50 pips. Sometimes I'm taken out at 500 pips. It depends. All right. Um, during the day, however, seeing as all I am really doing is just trailing my stop loss, I would typically spend majority or the rest of the day coaching other, dif- other individuals, right? Or maybe um, uh, sorting out something for my YouTube or I would... I would basically either coach or sort out something for YouTube, right? Um, I'm not a big, I don't sell courses or whatever. I do even, if I'm being honest with you, bro, I do even like, and I say this all the time, I don't like when people say that I'm a mentor, right? Well, I had a look at your I, website before, funnily enough, and I noticed on, even on one of the packages, the link was broken. So you're obviously not that bothered about people trying to join. No. So. Well, to be honest, um, the website actually just was, um, it literally just, kind of came up within the last three months, so it's still under development, right? Right. Um, but with regards to the mentor finished kind of thing, I tell people, you know what, look at me as a guide, right? Look at me as, you know, the type of person that, hey, if it is you come to me, it is because you want to be reprogrammed into thinking, well, this is how Brandon thinks. Maybe I should think along this wavelength, right? Um, but I typically like to focus on individuals, right? So I sit with you, see how we one-on-one here? I would, this is how I would, typically have like have my day hmm. right um like i said um the reason why i do a lot of teaching is because it not only helps the individual but it would also help me because if you think about it if i do five classes a day with five different people but i'm telling these five different people the same thing over and over and over and over 
I mean, it's only it's only natural that I'd get good, right? Yeah. That's what you would think. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. yep. Right. So I I tend to tell um anybody who listens to me, I tend to tell them there's a difference between insanity and repetition. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results. While in, while repetition is doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting the same result. Ah, All right. Never heard that one. That's awesome. I've uh-huh. never heard that one before. Yeah. All right. So what I do is basically I'm just literally saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over. So it, at that point, it is burnt into my brain. You understand? It's, it's almost impossible for me not to see it because I know exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah? Um, <clears throat> I would say that not everybody could do this because I had to become a different person, right? I had to basically, you know, grow into a different person because I don't believe that anybody could do this. I believe that in order to be successful here, you need to change a lot of things, right? Um, and I would say that in changing, I learned a lot about myself, right? I learned that, <clears throat> believe it or not, I love talking to people. But I could talk to you like I know you for years, right? You could tell that, you know, I'm not nervous or anything like that because mm. this is what I love to do. I learned that about myself, right? And the more I did it, obviously, the better I became and all of that. So, yeah, that's typically what my trading day would look like. Awesome. Um, it's not really a trading day at all. It's more like a trailing day. Yeah, right? yeah it sounds like it. <laughs> so, 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 when, so when you're actually doing your, your analysis that takes a couple of seconds – I'm guessing there's no multi-time frames approach in this at all, right? You're literally nope. on a 15-minute chart. Yeah. If, I, if I, I'm being honest, like if I'm being honest, I'll tell you that, you know, I would typically only change the time frame to explain what I'm seeing to other people. Right. But for myself, I don't need to. This is like, this sounds like the sort of holy grail, I'm going to call it a holy it grail kind of strategy does, because but... a lot of people don't like doing the multi-time frame stuff. And it's something I avoided for years. I don't now, but I mean, I used to avoid it. I didn't want to do it. And it cost me dearly for years and years. Um, So this to me sounds like the holy grail kind of system. And that's the interesting thing, right? So people, because people oftentimes come at me and like, bro, you're such a, you know, I've had people tell me that they are fans of me. And I'm like, bro, I'm a normal person, right? And I always reiterate, I make mistakes too. I lose trades too. Right. And I am not afraid to tell you about it. So I'm trying. I'm literally trying to tell you that it is not the Holy Grail. Right. Yeah. I do lose. But the beautiful thing is when I do lose, it's like this. And when I win, it's like that. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. That's the big difference. So, OK, so you got three trades a day. Um, uh, I mean, it, when you're entering these trades, <clears throat> so you're on the chart. Do you set a limit order or do you set? A stop order market or execution. You, market execution. So it's literally there. And so uh, let me get this straight, right? Because this is uh, this really like, I'm thinking, hang on a sec, what's going on here? You're in the aging session, you, you you go to a chart and you go, has that got my setup? Yes, it has. Market execution, 10 pips stop loss. And I I got to I've got to see this, eh? Because that yeah, to me no sounds problem. like... I mean, okay, the question I've got is, is it exactly the same time every day that you're in the Asian session? I would start to look for setups around the same time, but right. it would vary. So what I would typically do is if I don't see exactly what I want to see at that point, I might set an alert. Hey, come back and check for this, All right? Because yeah, okay. at that point, I'll be looking to see, hey, hmm, 
maybe I'm missing one thing, but it looks like it could happen. So yeah. I'll set an alert. Yeah. Right? But if the alert never triggers, I'm not going to chase the trade. I let the trade come to me. Yeah. And so so when... um. Because if you're obviously looking through a number of markets, right? So when you see mm-hmm. the setup and you know the setup's there, you're going to take it. I can I can understand that. Is there is that because? So I suppose one of the confirmations is you know that the ten pips stop loss is going to it's be going good. To be it's safe. going to be enough, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't see mm-hmm. that, you move to the next mm-hmm. chart. Correct. Okay, right. So, and I mean Asia doesn't like zoom away most days. It doesn't. Let me so you've got so you want me to explain why I use Asia. Yeah. So <clears throat> let me ask a question. This, so this is how I teach, right? I teach not only by telling you, but I also try to pick your brain, right? You know those little those little bottles where you have medicine in it? Yeah. Right. You know when you have to read those things, you would you put it far from you or would you put it close? These days, I'm getting to the point where I've got to move it away to see it. <laughs> My <laughs> eyes typically, have... when you typically when you want to, you know, kind of understand something, you need precision. You would yeah. go up close, right? Yeah, right. The Asian session does two things: it slows down, right, and it slows down in in such a way that it allows me to be very precise. Because what happens after what session comes after Asian? Uh, London. Exactly. And London is basically a very volatile session. Yeah. It's known for the move. Yeah. So how I look at it, the logic behind it is if I can get in before the move happens, mm. I am essentially entering in a very precise area. So, you know, they say that you don't try to catch a falling knife. Yeah. What I am effectively doing is picking up the knife and throwing it. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So I'm entering into the, the momentum before the momentum begins. And, and so... Sometimes, or you know, when I say sometimes, what's happened in the past is a lot of times you find that the London session will kick all those Asian traders out because they want to get mm-hmm. that price. Mm-hmm. They want to get the right. better price. Correct. So you've Correct. obviously come up with a way to avoid that more often than not. Basically. Based on some rules, yeah. Okay, and how, how hard was and it to avoid that or to, to, to work that one out? Two years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> two years, because the biggest thing was basically trying to make sure that I would be able to stay in the trade, obviously, mm. right? Yeah. Right? So for me, it it was a lot of tweaking, right? A lot of tweaking and trying to understand, okay, well, is it that it's going to kick off here? Is it that it's going to kick off there? When it's going to kick off? Why it's going to kick off? And all of these different things. And I use a very simple concept. Don't go against the momentum that the market is showing you unless a reversal is clear. Right, and a clear reversal would be basically what an M pattern, a W pattern, head and shoulders, that kind of thing. Right. If I don't okay. see that, and I only and I'm seeing the market looks like it's in very bullish momentum, I'm looking for buys. Yeah. I am not even considering the fact that it might sell. Right. Okay. Yeah. So right off the bat, I have my bias. Yeah. At that point, I have my bias. I know that. The, oh, I have a very good idea. I can't say I know because we don't know anything. But I have a very good understanding that the market is going to continue to buy because it doesn't look like it's going to reverse. At that point, all I need to do is find an entry. Make sense? Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, <clears throat> so you you've sort of well, the guy who recommended you who I, I've got no idea who it was but thank you for for doing that whoever it was if you're listening mm-hmm. um he he said that you spend a lot of time in your sort of daily sessions with your clients mm-hmm. and that talking about psychology i mean what mm-hmm. what kind of things are you tell are you telling these people 
So I tend to tell people that, you know, the real work in this industry is the, in the mind. It's a mind game, right? I wrote a book called Psychological Warfare, right? Mm. I can send you a copy. Yeah. Um, I believe the market is it's basically a big mind game, right? And news is a mind game. It's propaganda. At least this is my belief, right? Yeah. Forex, um, news events and all that is propaganda. The market is going to go wherever it's going to go regardless. They just use news as a catalyst to do it, right? Yeah. Um, I All of these things are psychological warfare. They play with the mind. They play with individuals because I believe that emotions is what really drives the market, right? Um, traders, how they believe what they believe in, what they see, that's what really causes them to trade. And once they trade, that's where the liquidity comes from, or some of it, right? Um, I tend to tell, tell traders that, you know, if it is you aren't right in the mind, those effects or those after effects tend to bleed off into your trading, right? Um, so you know about FOMO, yep. which is the fear of missing out. Yeah, I have one called FOGI, Foggy. F-O-G-I, right? Which is the fear of getting in. Right. <laughs> right. You're afraid, you know what to do, eh? but yeah. you're afraid of getting into the trade. There's 4C, which is F-O-S-I, which is the fear of staying in, right? Uh, you get the yeah. trade, you enter the trade, but as soon as you're so battered from losing three, four, five times in a row, as soon as you get 10 pips, what happens? You want to close it, yeah. right? Yeah, Wrong yeah. or right? I mean, that Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, us, you're right. I've, I've had these, I've had these. I, I, I can't right. say I've had fear of getting in, but I've definitely had fear of staying in. Yeah. Yeah, right? Um, there's fuss, fear of failure. Right, which is where, and this is a big one because a lot of traders don't understand that anybody who's successful in the world, right, fail way more times than they have succeeded when mm. they think about it. Yeah, they fail 10, 15, 20, 500 times, but they really only succeed once. Right, so you can't be afraid to fail, which is why, again, I am so open to talking about losses. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> so these are some of the things that I would kind of mention. I would tell traders that this is a really big one. Um, Trading plans, right? Your trading plan is a very big thing, mm. right? So what I would tell traders is make sure that when you set your trading plan, the, the hard part is not actually writing the trading plan. You know? It's following the rules because if you think about it, who is the person telling you what to do by virtue of your trading plan? It's you. You, you. yeah. So if you can't obey yourself, you shouldn't be trading. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And these are some of the things that I kind of go over. So I tell traders, you know, um, hold yourself accountable. I make traders do this all the time. Right. And I, I do this myself. If it is, I do something that I know I'm not supposed to do. But I tell traders, you know, it wasn't supposed to take that trade. Go and do 10 pushups. I'm very serious. Right. Um, because in doing that, you are now associating uh, or you're, you're basically linking physical pain or physical work yeah. to the act of trading. Because let's be real. When we <laughs> trade, and we make a mistake, the likelihood of us making that same mistake again and again and again yeah. is very high yeah. because there's no, no real pain or no real work associated with it. But the instant I tell a trader, you make that trade and you know it wasn't supposed to take that trade, go and do 10 push-ups. The next time it'll be 20. Yeah. I bet you didn't go and take the trade again though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a number of, one of the techniques I've just come up with recently, or I'm doing now, is because um, I, I build trading robots, right? So I ended up building one, which was like right. a few buttons on the chart, and I can't do anything other than take the setups, because it's all built into the robot. So I've got to right. hit the button, 
And right. I can't. It's the robot's going to say, "Well, no, you can't." Well, I'm going to wait until the setup appears. Right. And I can right. hit the button after. You know, and nothing's going to happen. I'm like, so you kind of lock your old. Uh, yeah. So and it gets you in that sort of pattern of like repetition that you you end up okay knowing that okay, well, I, I can't do myself over now. I've sort of I've yep. pre-built in my trading plan into the platform, so basically it has to play out as as is. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's fantastic. I love that. So what about the the fear of staying in a trade? I mean, how do you um, how do you help people stay in trades? Good, good question. So again, my trailing stop loss, um, it's a manual trailing stop loss. What it is, is again, I teach with a lot of analogies. I tend to try to let traders use different perspectives. Uh, when you, and I'll tell you why I do this before I tell you about the FOSI. I use a lot of perspectives because you remember back in like, like uh, really early in school, they wouldn't tell you two plus two is four. They'll say, Cam has two apples. Brandon yeah. has two apples. If you put them together, how many he has? You know you're visualizing it, right? So what I tend to do is try to make visual links uh, to the market with real-life scenarios. So I, I – and I spoke about this on YouTube again, right? But I'll tell you here now for any of your listeners, um, I would say that the name of the system to stay in your trade is allowing your trade to breed, right? Um, what that means is a lot of the time we enter trade and almost immediately sometimes it shoots off and goes into profit. That's not real, mm-hmm. right? Because what happens is if you put your stop loss to break even, nine times out of ten is going to come back and stop you out and then continue. At that point, the trade hasn't decided that it wants to go in any particular direction as mm-hmm. of yet. <laughs> what, what you typically need to do is let the trade calm down. You know when you're doing something and you're, you're real hype and all of that. Your, your, your heart rate is high. Your breathing is high. Wait till you could breathe and you calm down, right? Allow the trade to breathe. What I then do is I allow traders to understand the concept of hunting. What that means is think of yourself as a hunter and you go into the forest or you go into the woods and you want to hunt a deer. You have your gun, you're going to hunt a deer, right? The deer knows that it is prey. So the deer is going to be easily startled. Mm. So if it is as you go into the woods, the deer sees you, what happens? You're going to run off, right? Yeah. If the deer walks two steps, what do you as the hunter need to do? Walk two steps. If the deer stops, what do you need to do? You need to stop. If the deer runs off, what do you need to do? You need to run off. You apply the same concept as a trailing stop loss. So when the market runs off and it really tells you a 50, 60, 70 pips in profit, then I began to drill my stop loss, right? And if it starts to slow down and come back, I would not move my stop loss any further. And that has single-handedly allowed me to stay in trades for ridiculously long. Sometimes, again, it's not a perfect setup. Obviously, it's not perfect. No system is perfect. But sometimes it'll come back, take me out 40 pips, and then go 200 pips. Yeah. But the fact is, if I close at 40 pips knowingly, it hurts more than knowing that I was stopped out at 40 pips and there was nothing I could do about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so so the, the rules that you have for trailing, is that more discretionary from your point of view? It is based on perspective. Right. Right? Yeah. So when you saw so again, so if like, I'll, and I'll show you an example, right? An example on two trades I took last night and basically they were stopped out. Um, one was stopped out in profit, one was stopped out at a loss. And I'll show you these trades later on. But basically, you're, you tend to realize when the market is starting to pull back, instead of moving your stop up more to secure more of the profit, I tend to just leave it. Because what happens a lot of the time, that pullback 
if I were to move my stop just up one pip, two pips, I'll be taken out. And what I tend to do is I'll say, you know what, I'll leave it. And nine times out of ten, Cam, I, I, I am being very serious. I'm allowed to stay in that trade for un, unhuman lengths of time. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. So, I mean, you, you talk about like, you know, you get from up to one to five to one to 123. What would, yeah. Yeah, 126. Why do I keep saying 123, <laughs> 123? That's fine. Um, <laughs> What would you be? What would be your average then, if you, if that's your sort of range? Um, on a so like one twenty six, one to one twenty six is like a that's like goal, right? Goal or US thirty or something like that. But um, I'm not going to find setups on goal every single day, right? Um, so my average, I would say maybe one to ten. Okay. If I take a trade, one to ten. Um, on a good like on a good day, a good month, one to ten average. Um, bad, one to five. Yeah. It's still fantastic, right? If at a fifty, even a fifty-five percent win rate, I mean, you're gonna just destroy it, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so um, so if if somebody was gonna spend the next month mastering something, what would it be? Okay, so I would say that the the first thing I would basically make sure that you do is educate yourself on understanding the direction of the market. All right. And the reason for that is I see this all the time and I, I fell victim to this in my very early in my journey. Right. That sniper trader, you know, be a sniper trader. Oh, I'm a sniper trader. And you're, you're getting at literally the candle is like this brew and you get in right here. Yeah. And it's like, what are your confirmations? Right. And I fell victim to that thinking like that was, you know, that was feasible and it was good to do. Right. Um. What I will tell you is entry techniques are about 5% of the technical analysis, right? The entry typically takes, what, seconds, right? It takes, what, a few seconds to press buy, press sell, buy limit, sell limit, buy stuff, sell stuff, seconds, right? The direction comes from your bias and your analysis. What a lot of time happens, uh, this happens a lot of the time, traders who prioritize an entry technique might fall victim to having you know, a very good entry style, but getting the direction wrong. Mm. Whereas on the flip side, if it is you can get the direction correct, you can have a piss poor entry. Sometimes you might still be allowed to see any trade. You understand? So yeah. I would say try to learn to obviously understand the direction of the market. And and a simple, simple, like if I, if I was, if it was like a crash course, a simple thing I would tell you, don't go against the momentum unless a reversal is clear. I'm not, so if the market is going up and it's trending up or whatever, I am not going to try to sell it unless I see an M pattern. Mm. Mm. That's very good advice. Eh? That is very good advice because a lot of retail traders tend to try and fade the move and it just screws you big I have, time. I have been burnt by that time and time and time again. And are you doing that purely on a 15-minute chart? Purely on the fifteen-minute chart. And the, I can do it on any time frame, yeah. but I like the fifteen minutes. And, and so, if you're looking for the the overall direction, and you're you know you're going to hold it overnight, it needs to be a daily direction. Are you condensing your candles down to a point where you can see you know a few days or a week yes. or something? Yes. So I would zoom out as much as I can to get the bigger picture. Right. Right. I would zoom out as much as I can because obviously the direction comes, as you said, from the daily yeah. or higher. Yeah. Right. So I would zoom all the way out, look at the overall direction, and once I understand the overall direction, then I'll say, okay, 
yeah, I think that makes that uh, kind of makes sense. Yeah, right? and and what, I suppose on the fifteen minute, you can probably see the head and shoulders about quite, two weeks. Yeah, you can see okay can two see, weeks, and so you can see a, a nice head and shoulders on maybe a daily. Um, mm-hmm. probably a lot clearer or a double top, a lot clearer on a 15 minute, sorry, um, over that 15, yeah, you can see the, you can see the head and shoulders more clear on a 15 minute than you would on a daily is what I'm saying. Yeah, you would, because yeah. what would happen is it would give you insight into what individual candles are doing yeah. at the highs or the lows respectively. Yeah. And also right? the daily is going to give you wicks that potentially are the head and shoulders, whereas a 15 minute is going to give you, you know, 20, 60 candles, whatever it is. Correct. Ah, interesting. Interesting. I like that. That's cool. And I'm sure we'll see that mm-hmm. some of that in the video. Now, um, Absolutely. Uh, what about a price chart? We're going to get into the quick fire round. What about a price chart? Like, if, if you had to say, go away and study this, you're a novice trader, what three things would you say, go and study? Right. Okay. So first things is, like I just said, same thing. I would, again, mention understand the direction. Yep. That is clear. Right, that is the number one thing I would advise. The second thing I would say is understand the entire number aspect of a price chart mm. margin, leverage, your lot size, because different um, currency pairs use different um, pip values and all of that. Pip values, your stop loss, your risk percentage. These things, I mean, when you think about it, you're going to be doing this every day if you're a day trader, yeah. right? You should have a general understanding of pip values. Um, how, how you're going to use your margin or how this trade might affect your margin, these kind of things. Um, that's the second thing I would definitely advise. And the third thing, believe it or not, is I wouldn't say it's, it is to do with a price chart, but it's more to do with psychology. Again, in that, I would say try to learn about yourself in relation to the price charts. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. In my in the first few years or so, and I'm not just saying the first two years, I said the first few years, I learned that I did not like your NZD. All right? I detest, with a capital D, <laughs> your NZD. Yeah. I could count on this hand alone, bro. Right? How many profitable trades I get on your NZD. It's a beautiful pair if you can trade it profitably. It moves beautifully. But for whatever reason, I just can't seem to get a, a good pair, a good trade on your NZD. And what what I mean by that is I want anybody who's listening to this is to pay attention to what kind of currency pairs you like. Maybe yeah. you don't like GBP pairs, but you like AUD pairs. Maybe you don't like uh, gold, but you like US 30, right? Um, so that's definitely, um, that definitely something and I it, it, makes sense. It, it makes sense, actually. I mean, if you think about it, right, you've got New Zealand, which is five population of 5 million, Versus Europe, Correct. right? So you think the New Zealand money goes in in the Asia session, and then London opens, the European money goes in. Mm-hmm. Who's going to win? Well, they, the Correct. New Zealanders ain't going to win, are they? So it's going to come back and take you out every single time. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Hey, um, let's get into the quick fire rounds here. We'll get through some of these questions. So, uh, how long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Um, two years. Right. It took me about two years. Um, and well, the, the second, yeah, the latter is where I actually started to develop my system. Uh, what's <clears> your <throat> recommended trading book or resource? Ah, good question. Believe it or not, um, and I know this is a lot of people might look down on me for this, but I'm not a book person. I believe I have a, a big belief in learning to your style of learning. 
right? And if reading isn't necessarily a thing, not that I can't read or don't read, but I, I don't learn from reading. I learn from either seeing or doing. YouTube as a resource is a very good thing, and I'll tell you why. Remember earlier at the start of the session, I told you that a lot of what I learned was garbage. That's a good thing. You know why? Because it's telling you what not to do. Right. Right. Okay. It ninety percent of it is garbage. Right. Ninety percent of traders lose ninety percent of the money in ninety days. Make the correlation. Just realize well, what everybody is doing and do the opposite. Yeah. Just well, I don't run a YouTube channel about trading. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There's up. There's some gold in there, guys. Trust me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. What's your worst ever trade? Oh boy. When I when I when I saw this question, I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. All right. So, <clears throat> I this was what I was already profitable, and this was about maybe three and a half years in, and <clears throat> my girlfriend at the time, she's my fiance now. All right. Had to do an emergency surgery. Right, and it was a normal day. I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. But it's a normal day for me. And believe it or not, right, I instead of trading my Asian session setup, I proceeded to break my own rules and trade during the day. Mm. And not only did I break my own rules, I didn't do it once. I did it multiple times, yeah. and it resulted me. It resulted in me basically losing almost 40% of the account within that D, which in turn is weeks of progress, mm. right? And it, 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 that's what kind of woke me up to realize that is in the mind because, you know, it, it's kind of like I sit in the hospital and I just like, I have nothing to do. So let me just open my chart and see what I could see. Yeah. You understand? So that was definitely the worst, the worst experience for me. And since then, Typically during the day, you ain't catching me, you know, entering no trade just so very, very rare. Very when I tell you rare, less than one percent of the time. What's your preferred broker and trading platform? Um, IC markets, right? Um, love IC markets for the spreads and I use MT4. I, I just can't get behind MT5. I don't know why. Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100k. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Yeah, it's good it's good for auto trading but not so great for the the manual stuff I find anyway. Um yeah. now, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, I would say invest in your education, but not in, not in the way that a lot of people will tell you, like these scammers and stuff on Telegram or Instagram, they say, come buy my course. You can invest other things other than money. And what I mean by that is there are other currencies. Time is a currency. Mm. Respect is a currency. Attention is a currency. You don't believe me? Why can't you spend time? Why do you pay respects? Why do you pay attention? You can use these different things to build a case from learning from other persons, right? You can learn everything you need to learn realistically by spending enough time on YouTube. I'm being very honest, all right? And I would definitely say that the reason why I would say to invest in your education, whether it's time, money, attention, respect, whatever you're using as a currency to attain that information and education, I would say it's important because... You can't achieve anything if you don't know how to achieve it. If I told you to build a house, 
and you don't know how to build a house, you can't build a house. Right? A mistake that a lot of traders make is they come into the industry thinking that they'll be millionaires, but they don't know how to become a millionaire. So obviously, you'll never achieve it. You need to learn to do it. Similarly, to, similarly just like pilots have to go through um, flight school, law, um, lawyers have to go through law school, doctors have to go through med school. I wouldn't say that there's a forex school, but you need to put yourself through the motions and understanding the nitty gritties and all of the little, all of the little um, things that make forex forex or make trading trading. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. You do have to go deep, 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 very, deep. Very, you go deep. very, very deep. deep. I mean, I remember back in the day, I would like, you know, people be like, oh, you know, look out for look out for the news, look out for this, look out for that, and I'm like, this is way too many things to look out for. And it yeah. took me years to get to the point where it's like, I now just check all those things automatically and correct, you know, and it's like it's like clockwork. Yeah, exactly. It's and like it's religion. like, why did it take me so long to get to that point? Because I was, I didn't, I for whatever reason, psychology, psychologically, I didn't want to admit that it was going to be that hard. I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be easy, and it it just took I- me years to get there. And and if you realize, I said that from the jump. I said that even now. I still think that it's hard. It's not easy. It's what I do is simple, but it's not by no means yeah. is it easy. Yeah. Right. And that's something I tend to tell traders all the time. By no means being a trader is easy. Yeah. Right. So when I see people saying, "Well, come join my group. Uh, we make money every day and fifty thousand dollars every day," and I I automatically have a red flag because that is not how it works. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Hey, look, before we wrap up, this this has been a fantastic episode, by the way. Um, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to find out more about you? Um, you can reach me on YouTube. You can get me on Instagram. Uh, you know, TikTok is the new craze. I post educational content there as well. Um, uh, and you can literally direct message me on Telegram as well. Everything is at Ikata Trading. Um, the proper spelling, Ikata Trading, no spaces. And yeah, just reach out. I am very active. I'm always willing to answer. I mean, you could see that I was really willing to do this interview. Mm. Um, so just message me and I'll be willing to help in any way that I can. Brilliant. Well, look, a big thank you to Brandon for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with all of the links that he's just mentioned, will be in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Brandon in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Right, folks, there we go. Interview done and dusted with Brandon. I told you it was good, didn't I? I told you. And it's it's so amazing he does this with a moving averages and a 10-pip stop loss in the Asian session. Crazy stuff. Now, remember, we did shoot a video where he breaks down his full strategy in on the Trading Night YouTube channel. So if you do want to find out what he does exactly, then head over there. We're going to see, going to see a few trades that he's taken. Also, whilst you're over there, the Steve Roughly Q&A on correlation correlation is up there as well uh, and you want to stay tuned for the genius trader q a's dropping soon from andy murphy and if you do want to get on board with the genius trader yeah check out that free webinar where you're going to discover the number one brain mistake stopping you from being a millionaire trader uh, and get those q a's in for andy as well if you want him to answer them in the future now uh, last but not least trailblazer bot over there on tradingnut.com click on the robots link at the top and you're going to get to see this $100 account. See if we can double that in the uh, in this month. And if you join month of February, then you're going to get that bot as part of it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you in the next interview.